Well, I was away last weekend. I got invited to come be the guest minister at a place called Epworth Heights, which is in uh, Ludington, Michigan. And so I went and um, I took Wade, my youngest. The rest of the Stauffer family has been spread out all over the place. But I, I got to tell you about my Father's Day really quick to begin the sermon. So I preached for them at their church on Sunday morning. And then I watched TCU beat UVA. Only wish I could have done that with my wife, but she was away. And um, then we decided to go play nine holes of golf before I had to preach again at night. And on the second hole of this nine hole golf course, I had my first ever hole in one. Uh, and there you go, yeah, that's good. And about half the people that I've told have believed it and that's fine, you know, I'm good with that. Um, and then I got to preach that night on Lake Michigan in truly stunning setting with the sun setting over Lake, Lake Michigan. But uh, Wade and I were there, it was a great trip. Megan and Montgomery have been in Europe for about two weeks and Clayton's been at camp. So the Stauffer family has been spread out and we're all coming back together uh, tonight. But I miss being with you and a belated happy Father's Day to all of the uh, dads uh, that are here. And I um, uh, just wanted to share that with you because that was one of those days that I'll never forget. Today is what we call Installation Sunday in the life of our church. And so later on this morning at the 11 o'clock service, we're going to install the board members and deacons and ordain the new elders who will serve in leadership positions here at Woodmont. Leadership matters in the life of any church. And at Woodmont, we are very blessed to have many, many leaders, both staff leaders and lay leaders. In fact, I've joked over the years that at Woodmont, we have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Sometimes we're looking for more Indians who want to follow, but leadership matters. It matters at our church, it matters in every church, it matters in our world today. John Maxwell, somebody that I have viewed as a mentor uh, in ministry and in leadership for some time, he says this. He says, everything rises and falls on leadership. He says, people determine the potential of the organization. Relationships determine the morale of the organization. Structure determines the size of the organization. Vision determines the direction of the organization. But leadership, he says, determines the success of the organization. Leadership always matters, and especially when it comes to the church. Now, something else that he talks about is he says that in life, there are five basic levels of leadership. He says you start with a position. Uh, I'm a minister. I'm a deacon. I'm, a, I'm an elder. And, and that's the first bottom level. He says people follow you because they, they have to. Then you move to permission the second level, and that's where people follow you because they want to, they're inclined to follow you. Then you go to production, the third level, people follow you because of what you have done for the organization. Then the fourth level is what we call people development, and we're always trying to do this at Woodmont, and people follow you because of what you have done for them. You've invested in them, you've given them an opportunity to lead and to serve, and then you get to the pinnacle, and he says, people follow you because of who you are and what you represent. Position, permission, production, people development, and then the pinnacle. Every level is important, not just in the church, but in life in general in any organization. Now, those are some basic thoughts on leadership. But here's my question for today. What is authentic Christian leadership? 
And how is it different from regular leadership? What, what is it that sets Christian leaders apart and makes them different? In our gospel reading today, Mark tells us that James and John have a question for Jesus. Here's the question. We've been looking at questions. They said, can one of us sit at your right hand and one at your left in your glory? And Jesus says, you, you don't know what you're asking. Here's Jesus' question. Can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said, we are able. And then Jesus responds, well, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. Once again, James and John, like the disciples often did, are thinking about Jesus' kingdom from an earthly point of view. They wanted a position of power. They wanted prestige. They wanted influence. But Jesus says, no, you're thinking about it all wrong. My kingdom is not of this world. And he goes on to say, you know, among the Gentiles, those who are recognized as leaders lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it's not so among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. We were in Birmingham last summer, and John Maxwell was speaking at a conference there, and he was talking about how he's traveled the world, and he's spoken to businesses and corporations and, 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 and all kinds of different groups, and, and they always want to know, what, what's your secret to your leadership principles? How, where, where do you get it? Where does it come from? And, and Maxwell will say, you really want to know? Yes, we want to know. Do you really want to know? Yes, we really want to know. He says, I got it from Jesus. Servant leadership. What is authentic Christian leadership? I want to name some important characteristics this morning. The first one is this. Christian leaders are servants. Jesus says, if anyone want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world but forfeit their life? To be a Christian leader, we must first be a servant. Jesus was always serving. Leadership in the kingdom of God is about serving. Leadership in the church is about serving. Leadership in the family, by the way, is about serving. If we're not willing to serve, then we're not willing to lead. Robert Greenleaf wrote a great book called Servant Leadership where he says this, the servant leader is servant first. It begins with the natural feeling that one wants to serve and then conscious choice brings one to aspire to lead. That person is very different from the person who is leader first. Servant leadership is at the heart of Christian leadership. Secondly, Christian leaders, I believe, are committed to prayer and to studying scripture. Why, why are these things important? Well, prayer makes a big difference in our lives. That's how we connect with God. That's how we tap into God's spirit and presence. And scripture is how we learn 
about Jesus, who he was, what he taught, what he did. And, and, and it's simply amazing to me how many Christians don't spend time in Scripture. You know, many are intimidated by the Bible. They, they don't know where to start. We now live in a pretty biblically illiterate society. Even people who go to church on a regular basis do not spend time in Scripture outside of Sunday morning. And this is something that really needs to change because the Bible speaks God's truth. And the Bible speaks to us at every stage of life, no matter how old we are, no matter what we're going through. And we cannot learn about how Jesus lived his life if we don't study the scriptures. So Christian leaders must spend time in prayer and in scripture. That's how we grow deeper in our faith. Third, Christian leaders are humble. In Mark chapter 9, we find that the disciples are in an argument as they're traveling to Capernaum. So when they get there, Jesus says, what were you guys arguing about along the way? And they're kind of embarrassed because they were basically arguing about who is the greatest, right? And so Jesus sits them down and he says, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and a servant of all. And then he took a child and put it in his arms and he says, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. That's an interesting scripture to think about. Jesus is turning conventional wisdom upside down. The last will be first. The first will be last. You want to lead? Serve. It's not the way that the world operates, but it's the way that Jesus operates. And at the center of it all is a deep sense of humility. And what is humility? C.S. Lewis put it best. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's simply thinking of yourself less. Humility is not believing that you're the center of the universe. Humility is the opposite of the selfie. Humility is the opposite of the narcissist. There's no smaller package in life than somebody all wrapped up in themselves. And so Christian leaders need to be humble and they don't have to have, get credit for everything and they need to think of other people first. That's humility. Fourth, Christian leaders are honest and trustworthy. Christian leaders tell the truth even when it's hard. Jesus says in John chapter eight, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, the truth is not always agreed upon. The truth could be different depending on your vantage point of a situation, but all of us should seek to know the truth. We have a crisis of truth in our culture right now. Not just to know what's convenient, not just to know what supports our agenda, but to know the truth. And yes, there are times in life when people fundamentally disagree about the truth because not everybody's experience is the same. But the truth matters. And telling the truth matters. You shouldn't just believe everything that you hear. Honesty has always been the best policy, I think, because if you're honest, if you tell the truth, then you don't have anything to worry about. Lying is a slippery slope. And when people lie, they usually go and they lie again and again and again, and lying becomes easier the more you do it. 
People will get to a point where they don't even know the truth because they have convinced themselves of whatever it is that they have made up in their mind as the truth. You see this over and over. But Christian leaders do their very best to tell the truth as they understand it and to search for the truth even if it's not popular. And if you happen to be wrong and all of us are wrong, then you apologize for it and you fix it. Fifth, Christian leaders, I think, are peaceful. They try to resolve conflict and not make it worse. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. Forgive if you want God to forgive you. Now, you can stand up for yourself in life. You don't have to be a doormat. But it takes two to have a conflict. And the longer I live, the more wisdom I see in Jesus' approach. Let it be. Let it go. Don't keep fighting, especially if you're angry and worked up. Christian leaders must find a way to keep a cool head in the midst of tense situations. When everybody else is freaking out, when everybody else is going nuts and overreacting, when everybody else is yelling and gossiping, stay calm. As our world has become less civil, peace seems to be more evasive. Peace is something that we have to work for. And it must start in our own hearts. Remember what Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Peace comes from the Holy Spirit, a gift from God. The part of the Trinity that we often neglect. When we fail to live in peace with other people, it causes us to experience incredible stress. Stress that can take its toll on our health and even shorten our years on earth. Stress that keeps us awake at night and stress that keeps us from being fully present. But peaceful people seek to resolve conflicts and not make them worse. Sixth characteristic, Christian leaders are authentic, meaning they are the same person wherever they go. They don't act one way around one group of people and a different way around a different group of people. Authenticity simply means that you are always true to yourself. You're not putting up a front. You know, we live in a culture where people want to fit in so badly with different groups that they will say one thing over here and then they'll get around this group of people and they'll say something different. That's not authenticity. You have to be the same person wherever you are. You know, teenagers really struggle with this because they want to be accepted. They they don't want to be left out. But so do adults. You know, authenticity is one of the most important qualities that a person can have because it means people will trust you. They can count on you to act a certain way no matter where you are and to tell the truth no matter where you are. And that's a big deal because when it comes to relationships and when it comes to leadership, trust is the currency. Lastly this morning, Christian leaders, I think, live with hope. And the best scripture that I can give for this is the account of the resurrection. We are resurrection people, right? 
And the resurrection has meaning for us in in this life as well as after death because of all the little deaths that we die. You know, this world has a way of beating us up and knocking us around and making us feel lonely and afraid. But God has given us the spirit of resilience, the spirit of resurrection, the spirit of courage. And no matter what we go through, no matter how bad it is, we can bounce back. That's what we've been talking about since Easter, is this sense of being a resurrection people. And that is manifest in our outlook, in our hope, in our faith, in the way that we bounce back when bad things happen. And I think resilience is a gift from God. You know, Paul says, there's nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have to believe that and feel that and know that and live that. So how do you know how you're doing as a Christian leader? I'll go back to what I told the children this morning. Go to Galatians chapter 5 and look up the fruits of the Spirit and say, am I loving? Am I joyful? Am I peaceful? Am I kind? Am I gentle? Am I faithful? Do I maintain self-control? Go down the list and ask yourself that because when you live in Christ and when you lead in Christ, those are the qualities that will be embodied by the way you live, the way you talk, the way you interact. Pray for the leaders who will be installed today. And let's all strive to be leaders in every area of our life. Amen.